everybody, just a reminder to go see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock, 502 Texas Avenue. Best beer in Lubbock by far. Brendan and I can both attest to it. Great guys, great place to hang out with friends and great food trucks out there as well. But they were voted the best place to have a beer in Lubbock. Best of the West for this year. So go down and see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock. Now let's get to RRS in 10. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into RRS in 10. I am RC Maxfield alongside Brandon Solis. I think you can tell where we are if you're watching. If not, and you're just listening to the audio version, we're at Two Docs Brewing, who is the official sponsor now of RRS in 10. Brandon, you got a brewski. What kind of brewski you got here from Two Docs? Hazy, baby. One of my favorites. Super, super drinkable. Good for a nice day outside, even though we're inside. But, um, very, very much one of my favorite beers, and that's no lie. And I've heard uh, Chris Beard's a big fan of the Chilton Goza. Can't confirm through through him personally, but I've heard through the great bomb. But uh, nonetheless, a great spot for Red Raiders to come out to. There's some baseball going on right now as we record, and then obviously we're here to pregame for tomorrow's or today's, whenever this comes out. Today's Big 12 tournament matchup of Texas Tech and Tech League. I mean, Coach Beard is a smart individual. Him and I are yeah. both from the same hometown of Irving, Texas. Of course, his favorite beer is the Tilton Goza here. Um, like a normal, logical, intelligent thinker he is. Solid. Of course, that's his. Um, yeah. Let's get into the Big 12 tournament. We um, already have a game going underway as we record this right now. You'll know the final, but as we're recording this, um, Kansas State leads 29-23 over TCU at halftime. They are game number one tonight in Kansas City out of two. The second game will be the Oklahoma Sooners, who are the best seven seed in Big 12 history, in my opinion. And then you have probably the worst. Maybe outside of 13. Well, nope, they weren't even in the – that was their first year in the Big 12. Excuse me, TCU in 13-14. So, you know, battle of awful right there. Um I think we fully expect Oklahoma to move on tonight. Um, but just halftime real quick on this K-State and TCU game. Kind of surprising. I thought TCU would have them a little bit. Uh, we'll see how the eventual outcome happens. But with these two teams, you know, being two of the, two of the last three bottom uh, teams of the Big 12, this is a, this is a matchup, man. Six-point game. It's, it's tough for them. Too bad the, win, the loser or the winner of this one has to go face Baylor. But hey, you made it past opening opening round, and you get to live another day. So, and uh, what you play tomorrow as well? Don't get a day off. I don't think anybody really gets a day off, right? So, uh, but nonetheless, I think TCU comes out on top. I don't really think Kansas State, and it's kind of crazy because being where Kansas State was a couple of years ago, when you were also there, that could have been you. But it's not. So we're hopeful to have you know Chris Beard, a strong program, keep trucking on. Kind of want to go into the Oklahoma thing here. Don't think Iowa State beats them, even though they did scare Baylor not too long ago in the regular season. But I think the Sooners have a really, really good path that they want to play on. Uh, what would that be Saturday in the Big 12 
final. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because you, you look at it, and again, tonight, TCU, Kansas State, then you have Oklahoma and Iowa State, as we already mentioned. But really tomorrow, tip-off is scheduled for 10.30 a.m. between West Virginia and Oklahoma State. I don't know about you, but I don't even like to get up before then, let alone have physical activity. Um, but that's probably one of the best matchups of the yes. day. And then you have Baylor and the winner of game one, which would be TCU or Kansas State, um, as Kansas State is up 11 right now. Um, as we're talking, and then Kansas without David McCormick, that might be the biggest thing that has happened, even pre-Kansas City, is that they were in contact tracing his roommate and him, um, who was also on the team. But you have to have seven negative tests to get into Indiana, to get into that bubble, okay? And, again, I think when it's all said and done, McCormick will be in the bubble. But if you're telling me right now that hey, he can't get into the bubble, I get Kansas is going to be a three seed, but at the same time, you, you're Texas Tech. You could potentially play Kansas on uh, Friday, excuse me, and there's a, there's a realistic way if you beat Texas that you're playing Baylor again in the championship game. And, again, you've played Baylor arguably better than anybody in the Big 12 outside of Kansas who did beat them, right? Um, but you had – that one game where it was close, the first non-double-digit um, win for Baylor of the year. And then, I mean, if you look at, on the site, we had a guy from um, – I forget his actual handle, the stat guy. Our guy or Simon? Simon. 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 Yeah, Simon. Yeah, he runs a site, and he was on the – from here it's potable, so check that out. According to his site and his projections, Tech wins that game 74% of the time. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you mean – I – Past few years, have covered Baylor's women's team for the AP a couple times when they came to Lubbock. The last game I covered for them, I guess probably last year, my or might have two years ago. But first three quarters since they played quarters, Texas Tech loved them the entire way. In the fourth quarter, it's like Baylor and their men's program did just uh, some past time said, you know what, let's just turn it on, let's let's get going. And then you got uh, Macy Oteague, 10, 12, and three. You couldn't guard the three point. Uh, you couldn't. Maybe at Mitchell. Yeah, like it was insane how crazy they were shooting the three months. But, you know, that Baylor team, I think you've played them a couple times now. you played them close. You've had leads on them. I think Chris Beard a third time, third time's the charm. You have the blueprint in front of you. Here's what we need to fix. Here's what we need to do. Kyler Edwards is getting hot. If you do see them again, I think it'll be a lot closer like the first game was. Than that last game was where it kind of just got up and got away from them. I know Ben asked on um, redriggersports.com, we asked for y'all's question. And I know one of the questions from um, Ben was who are your top five teams right now in the Big 12 um, going into the tournament? And let's even just say, let's say going into March Madness. And let's say for this hypothetical that McCormick can go to Indiana, um, who is your top five from five to one? From five to one. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna have to go Texas Tech at five. I think they're solid in the middle if they can catch you. And uh, just to throw in, I think Oklahoma State will 16, but strictly five there. And then I think Oklahoma's a little better than me, even though you swept them there in the regular season. I still like what I saw and what they were able to do against other teams. Three, 
I'm gonna have to go Kansas. I think they're pretty solid without McCormick, though. They're not. They're not number two to me. West Virginia is number two to me. I think West Virginia has what it takes to be a, you know, elite eight, final four kind of team. I don't think they can win at all. Then obviously Baylor. So um, that's how I kind of see it. I think West Virginia has probably the second best shot to win this tournament, in my opinion. They they have to get through Oklahoma State first, which is going to be a huge test for them. And if they beat them, they go on and play. I'm going to see where's it at. Mostly they play. Like game three, play the winner. Game four, so they play Baylor. Yeah, they play Baylor. So I think they could handle Baylor. I really do. Not having Texas in there, huh? No, I don't think Texas is good, and that's just not being being good. It might be a little bit, but uh, I think Texas is always kind of just like their football team, kind of overhyped a little bit. I like like individually, like Jericho Sims, I like them a lot. Oklahoma State, Kate Cunningham, I like them at six, and I just don't think I think you could probably because I think teachers would have Texas Tech at seven probably. Because that's what we're going to be seventh, right? Or six. Yeah. I think some people could argue that they could be, you know, behind Texas. But I don't think Texas really has that, that it factor that could really take them and have a little momentum in the, in the big dance. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm keeping Texas Tech out of the top five. Um, I think they're okay. six. Um, and I think Oklahoma is seven. Now, I would rearrange some things um, in the top five. I think, for me, what it comes down to in the tournament, and I think it's, I mean, been proven, uh, and there's obviously anomalies, and Texas Tech was an anomaly. Um, and I'm going to look like a hypocrite saying this right now, but here we go. Um, when you have a coach that's been there and done that before, in terms of the tournament, usually that's a good thing. When you have veteran leadership on your team that has been there and done that, that is a good thing. Um, so when I look at it, about to be a hypocrite right off the bat. Oklahoma State, I think they're five, and I really want to put them four. Um, but the reason I don't, I don't, is because they haven't been working. My boy can hasn't proven in the tournament to have success, and um, I think they have the best player, arguably in the country, in Cade Cunningham. But I have them at five. Four for me is Kansas. Okay. I have Kansas at four, and the reason, the reason I, have I have Kansas at four is because they just seem streaky as hell. Like, they, they seem like, like if they're on, on holy crap, crap. they're, they're up at Baylor's level. I thought they were going to be terrible. Not terrible, but in terms of their standards, I thought they were going to be bad, which would probably be in your yeah. position. That's what I thought they were going to fall. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, okay. I thought, okay, do they have, do they have good players? Yes, it's Kansas. But they just seem super inconsistent. They kind of have a Texas Tech type feel to them um, in that way. Um, so I got my top four right there. I would have Texas at three. And the reason I have Texas at three is just because of length. They don't, they have the most length in the country, arguably. And I think when you go into the tournament and you have guys that are proven in the sense that they are the oldest team in the country, they welcome everybody back. And then they added a five-star recruit in Greg Brown. Have they struggled this season? Absolutely. But I think in the tournament, when you have to go into a matchup where you get less than 48 hours to prepare for a team and they're kind of linked, I think Texas thrives. Um, I mean, ability, just... Exactly. I mean, and, and really – a lot bigger than you are. Texas Tech. Well, I'm getting engulfed by a couch. Um, but I know you're talking about Texas Tech. Um, second, I would have West Virginia because, again, I think the ble- biggest blessing in the Big 12 that happened this year – was Oscar Tshibwe leaving the West Virginia program. I don't yeah. know how the hell he did it, 
But credit to Bob Huggins because be I thought I thought it was gonna be a dumpster fire. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a dumpster yeah. fire. Okay. I was like, okay, who the hell's gonna back up Culver? Who's gonna do this? And he just figured it out. And he was congratulations, congratulations Bob. Bob. You were absolutely right. Your team was a hundred percent better once Oscar Tashibwe left, and then obviously number one is Baylor. Uh, real quick, who do you have winning the Big Twelve tournament, and how far do you have Texas Tech going? I have Baylor winning it all. And then I also have Texas Tech making it to the, um, to the semifinal there. And then that's probably about it. I think they lose to Kansas. I'll say this. I'll say this. If, I, if Texas Tech wins tomorrow, I have them in the championship game. Because um, I think they either beat Oklahoma or Kansas. Um, but, again, huge if. Um, if I'm being honest about it, I think Texas gets their first win against Texas Tech tomorrow night. Um, and Texas Tech is out in the quarterfinals, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. They'll get you. I mean, Beard's really famous. He watches post-game press conferences. Sometimes after losses, he's like, we win this game if we play them 100 times. They're going to get you, obviously, a couple times. This might be one of those times. I can totally see what happening. Yeah, I, I really want to pick West Virginia to win. But at the same time, it's like I could easily see them losing Oklahoma State tomorrow morning. I could easily see it both ways. I mean, I, but, I'll, but I'll, I'll go with Baylor just because it seems like the safe bet. Especially with their time change. They well, tip off at 10.30. Their time, it would be at 11.30. And, I mean, there's just little things like that. And they're already probably there. and They're getting adjusted. But to me, I think little things like that really affect the team long term. And we'll see how they kind of adjust to that. But 10.30, right? Like, man, what a start. I'm really excited just talking about it. But – I think Cunningham's going to be interesting to see if that ankle really does. It really is better. It is. I didn't even think about that. That's going to be super interesting because he didn't miss that last game. Does likely play if he does. He hasn't played in a while, so I doubt he does. But maybe he does play for this. But if I'm Oklahoma State. Do you just bench Cade Cunningham and say we're in the tournament? Who cares? And just move Are on. They tournament with their postseason, their their own personal band. They're, they're in. Are they? Okay, they're I didn't in. see if that had gotten already. It's really funny because you're like, oh man, I'm good. Let's uh, let's try to take back that that band. Sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad they did though because they are a solid team. They do deserve to be in the tournament. I think all seven of these teams that we've talked about, yeah, obviously deserve to be in there. It's gonna be interesting to see in the tournament if we get matched with any Big Ten teams because this year has been all about Big Ten, Big Twelve. Kind of which one's a little tougher is what I've been thinking about. Obviously, Big Ten has an advantage because they have what, 14 teams. We have 10. But um, still, still, super, super happy we made it to this point. Full circle, you play Texas opening round of the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City where you were pulled off the court. So, super excited for this team. And I know this team's all about going in with a winning mindset. The Red Raiders are. But you can tell there's some sense of fear being as emotional as he is. Emotional guy, he is kind of probably telling his team, Hey guys, we, we made it through here, but also the road doesn't end here. Like, don't think you're, you're done, obviously. Um, this just in, by the way. Um, I'm hearing since it is a rematch and they didn't get to play last year, Jemias Ramsey and Dominic Moretti actually get to suit up. Do not fact check me on that, folks. Do not do it. Hey, give me Ty Larson. <laughs> Let's move on and get to those questions. Hey, hey, that was a great charge. But yes, yes, yes. Let's get hey, on. Let's get it over I'd here. I'd rather have some shot makers. Um, oh, but yeah. we have some, some good questions, questions here. We asked for them. About um, what we would want to have right now. Yesterday at the office, hopefully my coworkers don't see this, but 
I watched Texas Tech's highlights from the whole run to the national title game. Paused it right before the Virginia highlights As started. As you should. There. As you should. But, man, to reach all – man, we talked about it all year. You could just have him back. But, man, that guy was a factor. And, like, you just – I think you might have brought it up the other day in the board is that do we forget how talented that team actually was, but how yeah. rare that team actually was. Because you think you can just replace it and you can keep that level of play. But it's – you watch those highlights and you watch some of these games, you're just like, man, what you would do to – Maybe get Tariq back for a COVID year and say, "Hey, you can come back a year." But and Davi Day. But um, anyways, we, we're here. Where are we are, so let's get to the questions. But it's always nice to kind of reminisce about that team a little bit. Who plays? You have anything? No, okay. E Bardwell here, longtime guy. Who plays their best game for TCU? Assuming he's obviously talking about the opening game against Texas and score prediction. Score prediction. He's going with seventy-one sixty-five Texas Tech. Uh, I like the score prediction a little bit. I think it might be a little lower. I think Texas Tech wins this one. I think Mac McClellan has a solid start of night for the Red Raiders. So I'm going to go 68-62. You stole my pr- score prediction literally sure. per point. Uh, hey, we so can have the same one. That's fun. Um, but I'm going to go Terrence Shannon. I think Terrence Shannon, um, and we'll answer this question a little later, I think he's legit your only pro prospect right now. And I think he's going to go out there and try and secure a bag um, while he's out there. And he just matches up really well against Texas. You think about what Texas brings to the table. You have a guy that's 6'10 and Greg Brown, Terrence Shannon can guard him. You have a guy in Coleman who's been there since literally Jesus was born. He can guard him. Ramey, same deal. He can guard him. He can guard Jericho Sims. Do I – do I want him to do that? Absolutely not. But he can. I also think he can guard Kai Jones. So I think he's going to be on the floor a lot. And the same can be said for Kevin McCullers. I just think that um, Terrence Shannon is a better shot maker. And I think that Texas Tech is really going to try and get those bigs in transition for Texas um, tomorrow and try and get them in foul trouble early and really just punish the rim. And who better than punish the rim than Terrence Shannon? Because I don't know, I don't know if y'all know this, I but I think it's illegal for Marcus Santos, for Marcus Silva, Santos Silva to dunk. I thought you were going a whole different direction with. I don't think you know this, but Terrence Shannon can dunk the ball, but that is correct. How many times has he been under the basket where, in a sense, you know, a natural big guy like Sim? What was that? Was that? Did you just pump fake? Exactly. You know, and that's what you did to me just now. Kind of pump fake me there, but he just kind of pump fakes. And you're just like, come on, just take it up. And that's something that they tell Vlad all the time because Vlad has Vlad has had even though the minutes he's seen is very little. They kind of told him, hey, next time, be aggressive. Go up with the ball. Dunk it. Vlad is basically seven foot once. I think, what, uh, Marcus six seven six eight around there? But um, I was actually going like, to bring up Marcus. I think if he kind of gets this thing turned around for him, saying that he can be this, because coming in from uh, VCU, he was pretty, pretty hyped, man. You, you missed out on Matt Harms, which I think would have made it a little bit better for you, not going to lie, but, you know, what we have with Santos Silva, you thought he was going to be just this true natural, more or less kind of a big guy for you, and he kind of hasn't. And I think that has to do with the big ball competition just being that much, that much better than what he was used to facing. And uh, I think you could say it's a couple inches, inches better. better. A couple of inches better, just a couple. Maybe because he's, he's only like six eight. Yeah, yeah. And what these guys are what, like Vlad, for example, seven one. That's a 
freshman. He had, you know, four or five inches. But anyways, I think if Marcus kind of gets it figured out, maybe that kind of sparks you into making some damage in the postseason. I've just kind of um, given up on Marcus getting to that spot that I wanted him to be at, if that makes sense. Um, and that's no disrespect to him. I think that um, – there was just too much hype for the guy. And that's okay. Sometimes you get overhyped, and that's not a testament to him playing to the level that we expected him to. It's just when you overhype somebody, that doesn't help the guy out. So um, I think Marcus is what he is, and I think that he's a quality player for Texas Tech. He is not the all-Big 12 guy we thought he could be. Um, but overall, I think that he serves a very good purpose for the team. It's just, is he going to get in foul trouble early, or is he going to get to play – 15 minutes in the first half. Which one are we going to get to see? Yeah. Because that's that's the critical difference for Marcus Santos. Good conversation. Going to the next next question. This is yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, Raider Will, basketball related question. When can we see the Womble in short? Take pictures both the outside and the front. I can go take pictures of the outside and the front. Uh, obviously, we can't just walk up in there. They might look at RC and I a little weird, but uh, as soon as we get some. Well, if I student manager, if I take a charge, do you think Coach Beard let me in? Okay, is this like a. Do you not like Ty Larson? There's some. Yeah, I think I could do it. Okay. Now, this is no disrespect to Ty. I think he's a little beefier than me, but I'm also built like a stick. Um, I think I could, think take, I could a take a charge. Now, would I break a couple bones for the first time in my life? Absolutely. But I think it'd be worth it for the photos and videos. Who would you want to take the charge from? Culver, McCormick? Maybe even Kate Cunningham, just to say you took him the charge from Kate That'd Cunningham. That'd be a good story. Yeah, your kids would be like, wow, Dad. And like pictures right in the living room. Who's the smallest guy in the Big 12? That kid from Iowa State? That's like five from, yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm taking from him. Memphis. Yeah, I'm taking that. You taking that guy? Yeah, I'm taking that one. I agree with you there. I don't care about the story. I care about the broken bones. Uh, but no, like Brandon said, he responded to you. Uh, we'll get in there as soon as possible. Yeah. As soon as this COVID stuff is lifted, I'm sure Brandon and I will be in there getting all kinds of videos and seeing the guys practice and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun when we get that chance. Lots and lots of fun. And, uh, you know, if you skim through these, there's been some reasons and stuff. But uh, besides Baylor, which Big 12 team is the most equipped for a deep run in the NCAA tournament, uh, Brandon will hand and ask that a long time. RC is still uh, trying to get to know these guys. Sometimes I meet these guys in person. Full of guys lovers. Love our subscribers. Most of them. Uh, Mr. Reed. Most of them. At, at 33. Uh, but uh, I don't know if we really addressed this question earlier. We might have a little bit, but I think obviously the obvious answer is Baylor, but besides Baylor, I think it's West Virginia. I don't know if you agree with me there, but I don't agree with you. Uh, so, uh, I would actually say it's Texas. Texas. Okay. And, right. and yeah. again, it goes back to, and again, this is going to sound Homer, and I get it. Like, please stop saying I'm a Homer. You said Homer is a movie. I'm not. I'm really not. It is acceptable, according to Brandon. But the reason I say it is because, Brandon, who's the last team to go to the Elite Eight in the Big 12? Texas Who's the last team to go to the Final Four in the Big 12? Texas Tech. Who has the most experience outside of Kansas going deep in the tournament? Going deep in the tournament, that would be West Virginia. Texas Tech. It would be Texas Tech and Baylor. I was thinking Baylor. Yeah. West Virginia, I mean, has a lot of love. Well, and I brought this up a couple times on my radio show and even on RSN 10. Texas Tech defense has arguably been one of the most unlucky defenses in the country this year, right? Have they struggled guarding the three? Yeah, they have. Like, let's not 
let's not joke around about it and just get straight to the point. They haven't been great. But the problem is, again, it goes back to the Texas factor and the tournament. Texas Tech has had one of the best defenses in the country for the past, what, four, three, four years. We've been right? taking over, I would say, the staff, honestly. Yeah. It, it, yeah it's Stevenson and those guys were yes. solid, solid defenders. But you have guys that know how to defend, right? Mm-hmm. And this scheme that they run is one of the most unplanable. I don't know if that's the proper term, um, but it is – virtually impossible to turn around in less than 48 hours and prepare for a Texas Tech defense in that short amount of time. Like, now does Texas Tech come out and they just absolutely don't shoot well? Yeah, we've seen it before. But at the same time, I think that the defense that you're not going to be playing Big 12 teams that you see on a yearly basis twice, unless you're teasing this year, this year obviously. Um, but I think really what it comes down to is the preparation for this defense. There's only one other defense that like it in the country that runs the same scheme and it's Virginia. Okay, congratulations. If you play an ACC team, they're probably going to prepare for it. But if you're playing somebody in the Big Ten, you're playing somebody in the SWAC, for example, or they're not going to be able to see that before. And I think that Coach Beard is top three to be generous in terms of I think he's probably one or two. But I want to give myself a little cushion. Best second half guy in the country. Right. right. And I think, and I the, think defense the defense will keep you in the games long enough in the first to half to allow you to run around in the second half and allow, and allow the offense to catch up, up like we've seen. No, now, I'll say this too. I also think Texas Tech can get bounced in round one. But I also think a lot of teams in the Big 12 can get bounced in round one. Would it shock me if Oklahoma State got bounced in round one? Nope. Would it shock me if West Virginia? Nope. Oklahoma? Nope. Texas? No. The only one that would shock me, obviously, is a 116. And that's Baylor. But I guess if you want to be UMBC, be UMBC about it. Um, but I think Texas Tech, just in terms of experience um, outside of Kansas, and I think I would have picked Kansas, but I just don't know the David McCormick situation. Um, yeah. But I think right now, in terms of healthy players, I think Texas Tech is probably most equipped to go deepest in the tournament of the six remaining teams that isn't Baylor. But again, I want to preface that. I think Texas Tech could lose in round one, just like every other team other than Baylor. I think that's a pretty, pretty accurate statement that uh, I'm glad you brought up because I can see that happening. And uh, I was looking at the bracket and just kind of where things sit now. I think you, a lot of people have to use a five seed. That means you play one of the 12 seats that have the playing games. One of the teams that are playing for that 12 seat is Drake and Boise State. If Drake is solid. Drake is solid. Obviously, competition is different, but they're a solid basketball team. I think any conference, if you finish, what, 23-5, whatever, 21-5, whatever they finish, and you finish in second place, that's uh, that's kind of wild. And that's kind of scary if that ends up happening because Drake is a team that could be one of the Cinderella's, like a UNBC or like Loyal Chicago, who's also already pretty much a lot, obviously. Yep. And, uh, but, like, I'm, I'm really happy about that because, yeah, don't be surprised if you see some of these teams just kind of get shot. And uh, a little plug for, I don't know who the YouTube guy is, but on YouTube, there's a 15-minute video of upsets that buzzer beaters. Totally go check it out. Texas is on there. Uh, I think it was Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa yeah. half court in Oklahoma that City. half court. So that's awesome. Uh, and there's a lot of others that you can see on there. But um, loved your argument, though. And since we're still on, yes. Go to the oh, well, you have something else. I will say this um, about the whole Texas Tech homer thing that I just brought up. Again, I don't care if you call me a homer. Um, what happens? 
it is what it is. Um, but really what it comes down to for me, um, and you talked about it, it's matchups. It's all about matchups this year because there's, let's face it, how many teams other than Gonzaga got to place five or more neutral side yeah. games? I can tell you how many. It's zero. Um, Gonzaga is the only team in the country to play five or more like neutral side games anywhere. So, I mean, they're six and oh. So I think really what it comes down to, you're going to see more upsets than ever this year, or you're going to see the higher seats dominate. I don't think there's any in between because sure there's going to be fans there, but there is a huge difference between playing an American airline center with nearly 20,000 people and going to Bloomington, Indiana with 500 people and family and friends yelling at you. Like if yeah. you can hear your mom, I think that's a little more soothing than Joe yelling curse words at you. Um, because he's seven Bud Lights deep. All right, I, I'm just saying, I, I think that's really what it comes down to. If you're Texas Tech, I think that the I ideal, if you're, a if you're a five seed, which I do think you will be, yeah. the ideal four that you want is Villanova. Is Villanova. And, I, and hear, me I, hear me out. They just, they just lost Connor Gillespie. He is by, he is by far, far their most impactful player. Actual player. He, is he is the key, the, key, the engine, engine, whatever terminology you want to use to make that car go. And he's, and he's out for the tournament. If you, if you can, can get, get Nova, Nova, and again, I know you're playing the fiber, 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 fiber JJ, right? Won a tournament, a tournament already. already. Um, um, probably the coolest buzzer beater in NCAA history, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, speaking of buzzer beaters, um, but, but I mean, yeah, I think that's who you want to play. And if you play Drake, buckle up. Make sure that you're wearing some underwear you might not care about because you might have something in there after you're done. Make sure you're at two dots because you might need a little bit of something. Well, well lubricated. Wherever you are, I think you're going to need some of this. You have to do that. And, Stick and, 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 and by, by the way, you don't have to come to two dots if you're in Lubbock. You go to HEB. You can go to literally almost, almost anywhere and get this stuff. Chilton goes up. Do it. Daisy, baby. Buddy Hoppy. Fantastic. Got RC picking with you. ATX Red Raider. 1019 on 1019. Let us know how to say that for the future. But, you Kind of looking at this question, do you like our chances? You've been in kind of in contact with him. Uh, kind of just talk about him and see where we are. Yeah, he's, he's going to reclassify. Um, he's going to be class of 2021. I've talked to his coach uh, multiple times. I, I would say that it's probably going to happen um, April 1st. Around that Not as last week. Won't be an April Fool's joke either. No, 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 no absolutely not. No, no. Um, they're very, they're very serious about it. About it. Um, he, said he said he's heavily considering it, considering it and has hinted at it multiple times that he's going to play college basketball next year. Um, if you ask me, our chances of getting him for 2021, I would say it comes down to three schools, and this is just because the coach has brought up these three schools the most often to me in the conversation, and it's Texas Tech, Illinois, and Maryland. If, if you, you ask, ask me, ARC, hey, RC, give me a percentage. I would say Illinois is probably the favorite, 45 percent. Texas Tech, Texas Tech probably is probably at 44, then Maryland's at 11. Okay, okay. that's where I think it's at right now. Um, it's, it's, I think it really is going to come down to when the NCAA allows people to have those visits, right, which is supposed to be a ruling here in about a couple months. I don't know exactly when it's supposed to happen. Um, but he wants to visit those schools. And I think for a look, it's going to come down to um, Illinois and Texas Tech long term. Um, and I'll say this, the, the, feeling, the feeling I get from it, and again, this is just my feeling from talking to his coaches. Coach has not said this to me. It's just the conversation that I've had. I think it really comes down to this. 
who is on the roster for the particular teams next year? Is Kofi Coburn at Illinois? If he's not, he's going to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Kofi Coburn's on the roster, and Marcus Santos Silva is gone for the Red Raiders. He's going to Texas Tech. Now, if both are on the roster, have fun there. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but I think it'll come down to Illinois, and it will be Texas Tech um, in terms of those two schools. But if you ask me right now, I would get literally the slightest of edge, Illinois. Yeah, and the two uh, out of the three that you mentioned that are big-time factors in the NCAA tournament. Speaking of coming back next year, does Matt come back to 2022? Chicago TCU ask, I say yes. 100%. There you go. Kind of going to roll through these years, but I know we're going to slow in our time. Yeah, for sure. But um, would you be more surprised if Shannon came back or Matt? So I think he's kind of asking, uh, this is uh, Tech Game 12, have the answers, have the questions uploaded over here. Um, and he brings up Golden because we have had recent. Um, it's not so good luck uh, keeping these big guys here for over a year. I think he does come back to answer Shannon. If it's tough because he slid down a lot. I think has he? It, he has. He has. I don't think some, he has. Some people don't. Some Well, monster athletes. Some people don't have him even in the second round, but they have Matt. But um, I think it could benefit him a lot if he came back. Now, you're bringing in David Tyson. You know, you have other plans to bring in. You know, Nadolny's been really good for you. You know, maybe he doesn't come back. Um, I would be more surprised if Mac didn't come back, though. I think Mac does come back. I don't – Aaron Shannon, I think it's 50-50, in my opinion. Golden, 99.9% chance he's coming back. I don't um, – like I said, Mac is coming back. I think mm-hmm. it's 100% was strong. But let's say 99.9 to give myself some wiggle room. Um, because if he wants to play in the NBA, he needs to stay another year mm-hmm. and he needs to develop off ball skills. That's just, or yes. on the ball skills, whichever one you want to be, pick which one, if you want to be a point guard or a shooting guard, just a small one at the next level, you need to decide and you just need to attack it head first. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, the only big that's transferred that's, I mean, pardon my French, worth a damn at any other place is Josh and Everybody else, Everybody else is just like, is just okay, like you lost okay, you lost them. And his transfer to Buffalo where he's been tremendous, but it's also a chance to move to Buffalo. Not a not a big 12 school, not a big 10 school. So um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Anything else? On the parents Shannon one. Um I'm in the camp. I would be shocked if he does come back. Um just knowing his family situation. I don't think that's gonna play a big role in it. I really don't. But I want to bring that up just because family is a big part of that decision, right? Um, yeah. But I'm I'm of the mind really where I legit don't see a way where Terrence Shannon is not a first round pick, and the reason I say that is because when you look at an NBA prospect, he fits everything you want in terms of he's improved his shot. Is it where he wants to be? Hell no, and he still get better. Is he athletic as hell? Yes. Does he yes. want to defend more than he did as a lot more than he did as a freshman? We remember that he would get benched. Um, can he ball handle? Yes. Can he guard multiple positions? Yes. Is he intelligent? Is he a smart basketball player? Does he know how to cut? Yes. So I think really he's looking at probably if you ask him today, where does he get drafted? I would probably say between 17 and 25 in the first round because he's a little bit of a project. But these, you know, playoff teams, 
what they want. They might need a high-impact guy that can come in, but there's a reason they're a playoff team. They don't play a lot of kids. Does that mean Terrence Shannon's going to play right away in the NBA? No, he might go to the G League. But if he gets drafted in the first round, congratulations, you got $3 million in your pocket at the minimum. That's life-changing money. So, And I also think Terrence Shannon plays in the league for at least eight years. I mean, he's just he's everything you want in an NBA player. He's just got to develop that shot a little more. And he's shown improvement this year where I think he will do that moving forward. He'll never be a great shooter, but I think he'll probably in the NBA from three, maybe like 34%. And he'll be a good guy in the corner where, you know, you can hit that pump fake, go with his left, and then yam on somebody. I think that's probably what he is. Love that. You hope he doesn't get the same kind of, not treatment, I want to say, but the same kind of path as Jair Smith and I think, you know, both of them had, have the, the right, perfect talent. There are also projects in my eyes. Jared might be a little more ahead, but to go so high and have to get developed for these teams that are just already in a bad spot, except for Zaire's case. But Zaire's case, they're not going to bring him up to replace the Benson. It's kind of, you know what I mean? With Jared's case, it's like this is our first round draft pick, top lottery pick kind of guy. And he's already kind of like, People are saying trade polls or trade polls or that's just business, which sucks. But at the same time, you help Terrence in and they go from a solid team that knows he's going to be a project that they don't have to force him to be something that he's not. But I think um, I think he can definitely benefit from going to a team like you mentioned, like a playoff team that can kind of get him developed and get him going. Once you get him going, I think he's a solid role player, bench guy. Um, I don't think he'll be a big time starter. He might start a couple games throughout the year. Sure. But um, I think coming off the bench, he's pretty solid for it. And he's athletic as hell, man. I mean, you'd love to see that. So hopefully, like I'm saying, I, I've, I've seen that he's not. Hopefully he does go first round. If, if you want to see who Terrence Shannon is, just go watch Kelly Oubre. That's who he is. Kelly Oubre yeah, came into the league, and he was super raw, and he was super athletic, and he couldn't really shoot. And now he's a guy yeah, where, where he's just shooting as hell. That's what he is. Yeah. And then on the Jarrett front um, – um, when I was up in Minneapolis, I became friends with uh, Rand Ball on Twitter. He's a writer for the newspaper up there in Minneapolis. And obviously, we know Jarrett, Jarrett and up there. He, we've been talking back and forth about Jarrett for a little while. And um, he kind of seems like if Jarrett's healthy and the deadline is March 25th, he's not a Timberwolf. They're just going to try and get rid of him. Um, it's kind of how it seems. And I think that'd be good for Jarrett. He needs a fresh start. Yeah, His confidence is just shot. Um, the shot is broken. Um, I think he just needs a fresh start in a new city, wherever that would be. Um, but be, be aware of that, that um, he could get traded um, here in the next month. Hopefully where he goes, he can see the court a little more. And uh, just kind of going to skip around here. Kind of already talked about, um, you know, sacrifices to get the basketball gods of necessary to convince the fun to return. I don't think he really necessarily takes the basketball god. I think it might be, be like Chris Beard, maybe even NBA scout saying, hey, next year. It's not ready. Be better. You're not ready. You're not ready. Uh, yep. and that's all right. Yep. That's not a problem. I will enjoy another year of Mac fun because, honestly, I did miss some of those dunks that we were kind of advertised through. Obviously, high school. Yeah. But uh, I, there was a couple of times, in that, I think it was Baylor, maybe Iowa State, where I was like, oh, man, take it up. Give us a highlight reel. And he kind of just easy layup, which totally obviously takes the points. But – I'm excited for Matt McClung if he does come back for another year and just how good that team was. You're going to get this NCAA tournament experience. You're getting the Big 12 tournament experience. He's a first-year guy in the Big 12, just like Marcus. Just kind of the see, to see the jump 
is what I want to see. Yeah. That's really what I'm looking forward to as he comes back. And uh, I think we, I mean, we had one more. And he's talking about uh, Isaiah Newway here, the guy that uh, left because he had one player more than he should have at that deadline. And we just started back in like the fall of 2020. 2020 seems like a blur to me, but uh, 2020, a blur in a bad way. But um, if you would keep him, would he kind of be like a Tyreek kind of guy? And I think that's just kind of hard. That's a hard question to answer because we never really got to see how Nilo was as a player besides his, his early playing days like before he came to Texas Tech to see kind of what they wanted to do with him. But I think he kind of might have been a Tyreek kind of guy in there with the rim protector. He really missed that this year, but he wouldn't have seen the court that much. I mean, I hardly ever. You have another golden or lad yeah. on the team. That's what it is. I mean, he doesn't play. Um, I mean, you're talking about him being a raw Tyreek. I think he would be more of a raw version of Tyreek Smith than Owens. Um, and again, I, I that's the thing in recruiting this year. And I know somebody brought up Keontae George. Um, yeah. And I'll say this about Keontae George. And again, it's super early. He's a class of 2022 guy. If he goes to college, he's going to Lexington or Lubbock, Texas. I don't know which one, but the way that he talks about his family, I would be utterly shocked if he leaves the state of Texas um, because he is what seems like a mama's boy. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. I am one as well. Uh, but he really cares about family and that's important to him. And he's from Louisville. It's five hours down the road. I think that's important to him. Um, but if you ask me today, I think Keontae George goes pro. I think he takes the Jalen Green route. Now, um, in terms of, how do you say his name? Inway? Inway? Inway. Okay. Like Inway. I got you. He doesn't play. I mean, he's not going to play. I mean, he transferred to Shape Dawes. Do you know who um, the coach is there at St. John's? Uh, Mike Richardson. There's it. From Arkansas, he got fired. He went to St. John's. I didn't even know that. Um, But no, I, I. he doesn't play at St. John's because he didn't get immediately eligible or maybe he just – they didn't want to put him in the program yet because it was so late into the season or whatnot. But, um, yeah, you would have just had a underdeveloped Tyreek Smith. And I think you already have one big man project on your roster and Vlad, and that's enough. Vlad, yeah. Fan favorite. Man, those, they go crazy. I thought Ty Larson was the fan favorite. He is too. He is too. Next episode, we're going to get Carl Larson onto the – Onto the show. Do you do you got that plug? Probably make it happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think. Uh, but uh, you're holding yourself to a high standard. All right, that's a challenge. I'm gonna do it. I'll send challenge an email with you, and then we'll set up a goal in the back, and we'll see what happens with Kyle Larson's dunks on me. Oh, he would cross me so bad, I wouldn't have ACLs, bro. He did play college ball. Uh, at what? Yeah, at Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this. I, I want to ask you a question because I, I got ranked ragged on on my radio show um a 100.7 the score how many free throws do you think you can make out of 100 no crowd just you and your buddy like i'm just passing you the ball back and you take 10 then i take 10 you take 10 i take 10 you take 10 how many you think you make i don't know i want to say above 50 but not above 60 i wanted to say 70 that i don't think that's unreasonable because once you find the group, you're blasted, bro. I got blasted. Well, this, uh, this, uh, I mean, there's no, no way LeBron, LeBron doesn't even shoot that high. I'm like, LeBron's got grown men grow, like yelling at him. 
like we're, like we're just simply, simply passing, passing the ball back and forth, forth you know? Like, like for seventy percent free throw shooter. I mean, yeah. that's solid. Yeah. And again, and again if LeBron is in an empty gym doing what we're doing, how many free throws does he make out of hundred? Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Ninety. I would say the. I mean, Steph Curry might make 100. I'm not trying to compare myself. They might challenge themselves to actually do that before they leave the gym. I got to hit this amount of free throws practically in a row. But um, I'm working on my fitness, Brandon. I need to start working on my fitness, too, but the beer's too good. Uh, Yeah, it's it's too good. You can get a root beer here, though, too, if you uh, want to bring the kiddos out as well. Have you had their cream soda here? I did. It's amazing. Top notch. It's very, top very notch. solid stuff there. But um, love being out here. Time. We're gonna be out here again. Don't know really when. Honestly, I haven't thought that. We're kind of like Chris Beard. Take a day at a time here. RedRaiderSports.com. But um, kind of have to. But uh, obviously, the situation with COVID, all that stuff, everything changes every now and again, man. So um, unless you have anything else besides Ty Larson. Can, you hope you don't see this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the biggest deal. Um, if we could get Ty Larson on the show, the ratings will skyrocket. Um, but by the way, um, I don't want to say a game is over when it when it's not over. It's a state. It's going to be they're up twenty one right now. Um, at us first losing for Jamie Dixon. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. First losing as a D one head coach. Not even at TCU, just a D one head coach. Um, but that'll do it for Brandon. I'm RC. You know where to find the latest Texas Tech athletics news. As people hug in the background, oh, that's the wrong way to point. I can't. It's backwards. There we go. Um, God, that took four tries. That was embarrassing. Um, we cut them off a long time ago. I am not driving. Uh, but no, for Brandon, I'm RC. You know where to get the latest Texas Tech athletics news. It's RedRaiderSports.com. And be sure to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend. RRS and Shin, excuse me. And the From Here, it's Potable Feed. And Brandon and I will be starting a podcast here soon. So uh, switch the RRS into that feed and then have our podcast in there as well. So be on the lookout for that. But again, for Brandon, I'm RC. We'll catch you next time here on RRS and 10. Cheers, everybody.